Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every great conversation happens, and it happens because we trusted Brendan and Vomzi at Master Talk to show us the power of effective communication. We also have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, a Christ-centered veteran-owned coffee company. Today on the show, we have the fantabulous Jennifer Hobbs. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm so good, CJ. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited about this. I am too. Like I have been waiting for this conversation after we talked on your show and we had such an amazing we time. We did. It was like, we just, we just started just yabbering. And then next thing I knew it was like an hour later and it was like, Oh, we gotta go. I know. <laughs> so guys, let me give you guys, let me give you a little bit of background on Jennifer because I know a little bit about her and I know I'm going to know more about her through the moments that we chat and the years that we continue to chat and everything. But Jennifer is an army veteran who has a compassion to help other people. And she does that through veteran nonprofit organizations that she helps. She also empowers people to grow through their struggle with her podcast that she has. She inspires others to embrace their journey. And she does that through her business, Buff and Hobbs Impact LLC. If that isn't the coolest name for a company, I don't know what is. And sorry, I've got like this hair that's attacking me. <laughs> you're trying to talk. You're like, hello, why are you in my face right now? <laughs> so, and she is constantly sharing people's struggles through Celebrate the Struggle podcast that she has. And I listen to those stories and it's phenomenal because she has such a caring voice, such a caring way of asking the questions and just providing the space for people. Um, and on top of that... Check it out. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. This is about to happen. Ah! Yeah, she has this fantastic book out, Calmed, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, because I do this every once in a while. I have this brain that goes, woohoo, over here, over there. This is um, the story, you and your husband's story, correct? Yes. Of your, your story in combat together. You guys served together in, co in a combat situation. So this, um, you guys, I'm about to read this. I'm finishing up one of the books that uh, is being reviewed in the April issue of the Author's Porch magazine. And this is the second veteran book that is being reviewed in the April issue of the Author's Porch magazine. So I've been like patiently, I told myself as soon as I got it, I was ready to dive in. But I was like, organize, CJ, mm -hmm. stay I organized. do that to myself too. It's so hard. Like, is. why is this adult thing? so sucky <laughs> i recently saw a meme that said parenting one star would not recommend we could do the same thing for adulting adulting one star 
would not recommend. Like anything above Woody Woodpecker, not recommending. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get on this journey of helping other people? Because I know, I mean, you've had your own journey, right? Of needing help and having to go through your own struggles. So why give back? A lot of people just say, you know what? I've got my own stuff. That's a really good question. Um, first of all, thank you so much for the introduction and thank you again for having me on here. It is an honor and a pleasure. I would say that I got on this journey. It's always been resonating in me, but it was really uh, two years ago when I had a traumatic brain injury when I fainted and that took me the the and you'll read it in my book, um, the following months took me into a dark place, a dark place that I hadn't revisited in 18 years. And um, luckily, I am in tune enough with myself to identify that and and realize like, oh, goodness, like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Um, I need to do something about it because Nobody else is going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. Unfortunately, like I knew that, you know, of course, I was took me 36 years to figure that out. But uh, at 36, you know, I was able to be able to identify that. And so I just didn't know what to do. And I started small. And one of the things I said was, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get back to writing and through the journey of writing my book and that whole personal development, it, it started to add fuel to a spark that was already started years ago. Um, and so, and that spark was to help others, how their veterans, their families, and just be of service where I'm called to. And so the timing wasn't right eight years ago, but it's definitely time. Yeah, absolutely. It it always amazes me when military members, I mean, you lived a life of service while in the service, right? And you would think that that would be enough, right? Mm Because, you know, the story of you and your husband, you were in a combat situation together. That had to have been hard all on its own. So it always amazes me when you've already given so much to come out and still give back. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey in the military and in that life of service. Mm-hmm. Actually, so Ryan and I, Ryan Hobbs and I, my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time. Um, I was deployed. I was mobilized uh, when I was 19 years old, reported mm-hmm. on December 7th, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor um, mm-hmm. for a deployment, a 15 month deployment. And that is when, I was revisited by this, this ginger, I recall. And I was like, what? I seen him like a year and a half ago at a drill. And that was when he had like showed back up and like wanted to deploy with our unit. And I got this thing for redheads. And so (laughs) I started running my sweet game on him. And, uh, the rest is history. No. Um, yeah, he, so, was, he, he was in it. He was in to win it after that game. <laughs> and so um, that's where our story began. But uh, really, the story is not 
I didn't mean for like it, it's not a love story and I actually did not have the intentions nor want it to be a love story I wanted to, it to be a reflection of one two well it's a dual memoir so two veteran perspectives of joining the military well of a deployment but then I decided to back it up and show like how we both joined totally different you know like I'm like oh I want to follow my family's footsteps whereas he's like sitting on a Saturday with his best friend on the couch like what you want to do today why you want to join the army yeah bro (laughs) let's go and there's that and so um it's a story of my unit, like the 1544th Transportation Company out of Paris, Illinois. It, it's an incredible story, and, and it's just mine. I know that I'm one of like 160 people that experience that year, mm-hmm. and everybody has their own perception of it. And so... From there, as I dove into these feelings, these stories, and started to put them down on paper from what happened 18 years ago, um, that was when I decided I wanted to help spread that message. But I'm getting off on a tangent back to the story. That (laughs) deployment, um, that was kind of what sparked all of it. It was a a rough deployment. Um, The five boots hanging on the cover of my book represent the five soldiers that died in our unit um wow i hung their boots i gotta tell you guys this means so much to me that cover has actually come a long long way it started as something totally different and as we were brainstorming my publishing team and my book coach and myself were brainstorming how best to catch your eye and kind of give you a glimpse about what the book is about. That was when it dawned on me, oh my gosh, I can hang my battle buddy's boots on the wire like she wanted. And what I'm referring to is my battle buddy, Jessica Covey. She died in the truck with my husband when he was hit by a roadside bomb on October 6th. That is his alive day that we celebrate every year, but we also celebrate Kavi Day, and that is to celebrate the life of Jessica Kavi and the amazing human being and soul and the legacy she lives on. And she had said she was the fifth person to die in our unit. Four people, after four memorials, so two of which were in the same day because they had both been um, killed by a mortar attack. So after three memorials, one of which had honoring two of them, Every memorial they kept playing, and I I really appreciate the song uh, American Soldier by Toby Keith, but when it's played at four memorials for your battle buddies, it definitely starts to, like, not, it's kind of, uh, you, get, you see what I'm getting at? It's like, yeah. it doesn't have the meaning. No. It, no, it becomes like, oh, gosh, not this song again. And she walked away from that fourth memorial and joking in her wonderful personality, but serious at the same time said, don't you play that song at my memorial if I die. You better play something like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster and throw my boots over the power line. 
and we never got to do either you know neither of them because that was frowned upon whatever but um it was then that i was like oh my gosh i can hang her boots on the power line on my book and there it is her boots will hang forever and then i just like she wanted five of them Yes, yeah. just like she wanted them. And so I dedicated the book to her. And my favorite page is that dedication page, letting her know that her boots will hang forever. Wow, I got chills because I don't think that everyone understands the mind of veterans and, and the things that we think about in those places. And we we pick our, for lack of better words, our death songs. We pick how we want to be remembered, you know, and luckily you and I can sit here and talk about that, but she knew how she wanted to be remembered Mm -hmm. and you did it. I did. You gave her her wish when everybody in the uniform and all of the, all of the um, rules and regulations wouldn't allow it. (laughs) one of the most wonderful things you can do for another human being is to honor their wishes when they leave this world and you did that so thank you and thank you for making me cry on time we did this on your show too Yes, we did. We're just two crying old biddies here. You're such a sissy, CJ. Yeah, we're just two crying old biddies. We cry every time we're together. What's going on? You know, I did notice um, one of the things we had the same. We have the same cover designer, and I love that. Well, we do. Yeah. So you have Mibbleart does your did your cover design, and I love them. I go with Mibbleart uh, for. 90% of my cover designs as well. And I, I think they're fabulous. And they also won cover designer of the year uh, with Pulse, um, the magazine out of Houston. And we sponsored that um, literary award for them this year as well. So they're, they're a fantastic group of cover designers. And I don't think they get enough um, recognition, but I, I sincerely hope they do after this, because this right here is a fantastic cover. And now knowing the meaning behind it, I can't even... Like, I can't even. Yeah. So. That's hard to piggyback off of, right? Right. (laughs) We kind of keep talking, but it's like mic drop, boom, show over. But no, seriously. Um, And now you, you and your husband came together in that place, right? You came together and um, you kind of formed this bond where you later on, how long after leaving that place was it that you guys realized this was it, that you, you do or die, you're in it to win it type of, you know, you're going to do the, do the dang on thing and then um, kind of help each other get through this thing called life after combat. Okay, so I would say that would be uh, five, it's five, six years, um, to be honest with you. We, as I explain in the book, um, we both came back. We came back at different times because he was, you know, hit by a roadside bomb Mm. and returned home to go through madness, madness, being on med hold. He had um, his entire upper 
jaw smashed from the truck that landed on his face, knocked all his teeth out. And so being on med hold was vigorous. That's not even the word. It was huge. So much. Um, so many stories of just being challenged for two years, like being in a, a lame place. But, um, Carl Clinic out of Champaign, Illinois, like su successfully rebuilt his upper jaw, taking bone from his back, doing a bone graft and implanting these six metal posts that his teeth pop into every day. Um, but in the midst of him struggling with all that, that I completely couldn't relate to, I'm struggling with my own stuff, which he can't relate to. Like we're on mm -hmm. just two totally different, you know, roller coasters of the transition back to life and we we separated and um and then there's he had a child with a another gal and and i i love her appreciate her she's an amazing mom for um my bonus son and i'm very grateful uh to have the extended family in my life but that's where things took us and so separately we went through our own personal growth. And then, um, uh, like when he, yeah. So when we had broke up with, we had exited our relationships. It happened to be at the same time. He reached out to me, asked me on a date. And I thought to myself, like, I messed this up once, which you'll read about that in the book. Like I, I feel like I take a lot of ownership and being a hot mess. And, um, and I didn't want to miss the opportunity to go on a date with him. And so we are different people now, but we do continue to like, it's a, it's a lifetime, as you know, CJ, you know, yeah. it's a lifetime of navigating with uh, this in this post-traumatic growth process. And I'm, yeah. and I'm grateful to be in the growth process and not still stuck in the post-traumatic stress can't go anywhere process. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I mean, if you're, if you care about somebody, you're, you're willing to grow with them and find ways to navigate through it. And that's, that's a fantastic story because you were able to find each other again. You, you found that, that love that you created in the beginning and, and you appreciate like you said, that bonus family, because that I believe that everything is meant to happen and every, everything is meant to be the way it is. Um, and that's absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. It really is. So you're navigating through all of that now and you have children of your own, correct? I do. Yes. So in addition to my bonus son, who's 13 years old, we have a eight year old and mm -hmm. a four and a half think she's going on 18 year old oh my goodness the girls they are oh my <laughs> i have a 21 and a year old boy and a 19 year old girl but my daughter was always older than my son she was, <laughs> she was always older she was always the one that um i never really worried too much about my son's sassin because i would just give him the look and he would stop but my daughter she was like how you working on me i know all your tricks <laughs> right yeah Absolutely. So in the process of writing the book, um, you're, you're published. You didn't publish on your own. You went through a publishing company, correct? Yes. 
How was that process? Was that something that you enjoyed? Was it difficult? Was it it was so enjoyable. It yeah. was probably unlike most people's, honestly, mm -hmm. because when I got to that dark place, uh, you know, recovering from a head injury and then about to go back to work being a teacher and we get quarantined, I get sent home as a remote teacher before I even get to go back to work mm -hmm. and my and my kids get put on remote learning. So I went from head injury recovery, um, a very vigorous one. Um, and to virtual teacher and virtual parent and so once I found myself in a lame place and decided to set some goals for myself and get back to writing uh, it was just a it all just worked out um, amazingly and it's it is a friend which was more like an acquaintance in high school to be honest with you I love her I, I absolutely love her but in high school I didn't know her very well but now she has her own publishing company mm. and um, she happened to come across my Facebook and two weeks after I set that goal for myself which is so weird because you know how your phone is super creepy and like if you say something <laughs> out loud next thing you know an ad pops up yeah I totally did not say this out loud. I did not tell anyone about wanting to get back to writing. And by get back to writing, I mean, like, this is something sheltered I do on my own. Like, I don't even talk to anyone about it. You know, 15 years ago, I was saying, yeah, I'm going to write a book someday. Writing in the privacy of my own home, usually in the darkest times, you know, mm -hmm. um, that was when I was able to journal. And so all of a sudden something comes across my Facebook saying five day free writers workshop for beginning writers. And I was like, okay, it's summertime. I'm off teaching right now. Like, let's do it. And so it was exactly what I needed. And as I, we continued the conversation, she, to sum it up, like her passion, it's very clear that she's has stepped away from a job with six figures, you know, a, a, a company car, a company computer, this, that, and the other. She stepped away from that and all her degrees to follow her dream of writing. She's a published uh, best-selling author as well. And, um, and then starting her publishing company so that she could help other people get their story out. And so when I was able to identify through those conversations that she loved my story just as much as I did. And she wanted this, not just for burning soul press, her, her publishing company. She wanted it more for me. That was when I knew like, I don't want to self publish. I don't want to consider that anymore. I want to do this with her. She was my book coach. Um, and I, I wanted to do it with her. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. With somebody believes in you as much as you believe in them, then you have this synchronicity that just works, right? Absolutely. It just is phenomenal. That's, Absolutely. that's amazing. I love when people, it sounds like her whole mission is resonates with your mission. Like she wants to give back in her realm, which is authoring and publishing the way you're giving back in your realm, which is veteran and celebrating like that struggle that we all go through, you know, in our, in our minds and in our souls sometimes. So I think that's, that's Absolutely. just like that great connection, but just kind of just that magic mold. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was exactly what 
I needed and what my soul needed. And things have changed drastically, drastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In (laughs) two years, um, I've grown a lot maybe not my vocabulary, you know, from the traumatic brain injury, but um, that's what the SARS is for, right? Right. And we're checking Grammarly and per writing aid and good editors. Yes. Because if you, it's funny because like I'll send my, my work off and like to people and I'll be like, this hasn't been edited. I know it's, you know, messed up or whatever. I understand that. And the first thing they send back is, oh, my God, this is so bad with grammar. And I'm like, I told you it wasn't edited. Like, what yeah, you, you're like, a beta, you. like, just read it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did you expect me to be smart? <laughs> That's not happening. Like, I'm just good with words. What? I just talk a lot. <laughs> Do you hear the way I talk? <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Yeah. But. When you were when you were finished writing it, now this is the part that everyone goes through. When you were ready to release it to the world, how was that feeling? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Very scary. I mean, especially especially being um, a teacher, and um, and I was already the type of person where like uh, I always feel you know I have those. Um, issues of like thinking everyone's talking about me and like anxiety. are they judging me yeah like yeah, that's so on top of already having those feelings like um I was a teacher and I was like in the in the eye <laughs> of community and um vulnerable to be judged you know and uh I knew that 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 was scary that was really scary and honestly like it still kind of is definitely i can't say kind of it definitely is um but go ahead in the end like um my i my mission and what i want to do and my strength and what i've learned like overcomes that fear and i know that failure like success comes from failure. So um, we can stop tiptoeing around the stuff people don't want to talk about. And that's the stuff I want to put at the forefront, like to help other people. Now, have you had any response from where you're at in your civilian life? uh, From? Not negative. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, not that anyone's told me. (laughs) Um, but no, just positive, honestly, just positive. And, and then for people to see me step out of the fear of having two master's degrees, 12 years in teaching and step away from that to follow a so-called dream, um, that has left some people without words and just shocked and like, wow, like I could never do it, you know, and, and sometimes it comes across like, like, you know, I've had someone be like, Oh, I'm glad it's not my wife that resigned. Like, but most of the time it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you. Like you are so brave, you know? And, um, so most of it's been positive and, and I know it's yeah. super, it's super shocking. My, I think my- it's total boss, like right. to be able to, 
I mean, one, to get a master's degree is like a lot of freaking work. And then to get two of them and to have this whole society's view of a normal career, right? And to live in that plane where you, and then to just say, you know what? I don't need this because that's not my passion. My passion is this and I'm going to go live this. Right. That's like dropping the microphone and going, I'm going to pave my own road. Like I'm following that chick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I (laughs) would hope that more people see that and know that you could do that. Like you're fine. You don't have to follow what's expected from everyone else. You don't have to follow what you've had planned your whole life. Like life is too short to do what everyone else is expecting you to do. Yeah. Like that's the TEDx talk that I want my daughter to listen to. That's the TEDx talk that I want to take my daughter and my son to, to say, you know what, this is what I did. And I walked away from all of it because it was not burning a hole in my soul. It was not telling me every day that I was happy. And when I walked away, I was living my purpose and I was more successful because of that. Mm-hmm. So much more fulfilled. Yeah. So yeah. much more fulfilled. That's what life is supposed to be about. Truly, truly. Like we should, whether you have one day left or 50 years, like this is how it should feel. It should feel fulfilling. You should feel like, yeah, like I did today what I wanted to do. And even though that tramp made me mad, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Because when you're in a place where you're living your best life, that tramp isn't going to bother you because you're going to be like, I'm sorry that your life is so miserable, but I'm cool over here. Uh-huh, I'm going to have yeah. my cake right now, honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like it's not even going to phase you the way it would if you were busting your butt in that nine to five, constantly stressed if you're in that nine to five that is stressing you and you're hustling and bustling, you're ready to rip her head off. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like, what's more important. Like I have this quote. I said, what's more important, the fear or the victory. Mm -hmm. And you just said all of it. Like, that's what we need to be teaching. That's where you need, you need to be on those stages speaking that very message to every single child in the, you need to be on those school stages. So Sign you know, me up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if you had any advice to give to somebody that has a story that they need to tell or somebody that's stuck in that nine to five living because they have to pay the bills, but they have a passion that they want to follow and they want to break free, but they don't know how, what would your advice be? I would say trust yourself. The fact that you're even thinking about it, there's a reason. There's a calling. There's something else for you. You you have a message. You have a voice. You have a purpose that you've identified. You know it. You're feeling it. That fear is intense. And it's going to come at you like 10, 10 times. Like, tenfold is what I'm trying to say. It's going to come at you because that is when you will be attacked the most when you are, when you are up leveling. Is that what it's called? Up level, like leveling up. Yes. Like 
trust yourself, like follow, follow your heart, get, push that fear aside. You are far stronger than that fear. Amen. Amen. Start writing that speech for Ted. Ted's going to be calling Jennifer. Ted's going to be calling. So where could, what's your next project? Well, I'm in the midst of working on my second book. I, so one of the parts, uh, so in Calmed, I, one of the parts that I felt like I did not give it justice because, well, is the end as we talk about the war at home and what that looks like for a veteran and for Mm -hmm their family, the parents, the kids, the siblings, the friends, the employers, like that's a whole nother story in itself. And so I found myself like, whoa, whoa, I can't even go there. That is so much more. And so that is the story I'm working on now. I want to be able to enlighten the world and show them what war, what combat looks like 20 years later, not for the veteran, not just for the veteran, but for the veteran's kid, you know, like there's so much combat has this ripple effect and it affects so many. And I want to be able to enlighten other people, not just enlighten them and give them more of an understanding, but shed a message of hope to those that are in the midst of that struggle and like, oh, I'm not the only one. Like, and, and that's quite a challenge. I'm going to keep, keep talking to people. Yeah. That's what I really want. I want people to share their stories with me. Um, not just on my podcast. It does not have to be on my podcast. I want to be able to illustrate to the world what combat on the home front looks like. Cause it's something that continues on for a lifetime. Yeah. You know, what would be really great as well, get all those kids together now that they're grown up. And just have like a convention of all those kids now they're growing up yes. because all those kids feel like they're alone too. Yes. And they think that only their parents went through that or only their parent was this or only their parent was that. I had my daughter tell me uh, when she turned 19 that there was a time in my life that I was toxic. Mm. And I mean, it gutted me, you know, because there's things that, and, and she thinks that no other kid ever went through that. And I'm like, oh, man, if you could only just talk to some of these yeah. other We were all toxic, honey. We just didn't right. know how to, right. how to deal with so many things for continuing that conversation. Because it doesn't just stop once you walk away from your boots. It doesn't stop when you put the weapons down, take the flak jacket and the helmets off, sign your DD-214. It continues. So keep continuing that conversation. And you... And, you know, I say it wherever great conversation happens and you're going to keep you're going to continue those conversations like those are the conversations that matter. You know, so I've put all of your links here in the show notes. But for the people that are going to listen in the podcast format in the next couple of days, when I get this on the podcast format, where can people reach out to you if they want to book you for a show, a speaking engagement or listen to uh, what you do or get your book? What's one of the best links to get a hold of you? Well, my book is available on Amazon and other platforms. Uh, It's also on Audible. I recorded it myself, so that Mm -hmm. is, you don't get the pictures from the book, but you get all the emotion straight from me. And I am author Jennifer Hobbs on Facebook and Instagram. 
And you can also uh, reach out to me at Jennifer at the Jennifer That's my email. But uh, my website where you can also get more information, see previous uh, interviews I've done, and also show your interest in my podcast is um, thejenniferhobbs.com. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've come to the part, part of the show where we turn it over and we make it the Jennifer Hobbs show. I give oh, you two boy. minutes. I give you two minutes. I take myself off the screen and anything that we didn't cover in the show that you want to make sure that we cover um, or that you want to bring up. That's your time to talk about anything that you want to talk about. I usually take the cues to bring myself back on. If you're like, okay, well, I only needed like 30 seconds or a minute or something like that. I'll pop myself back on and take over and we'll end the show. But if you need the whole two minutes, don't hesitate to take the entire two minutes. So I'm going to turn it over to you if you're ready, Jennifer. And now it becomes a Jennifer Hobbs show. Let's do it. All right. Jennifer Hobbs show. Wow, I feel so special. The Jennifer Hobbs Show featured on the author's porch. I am winning at life. You guys, thank you so much for joining us or watching the replay of this. As CJ said, I do have my own podcast called Celebrate the Struggle. A little bit about that, I want to tell you. The reason why I started that is because I wanted to have another space where I could share more of my story and the things I've learned to help other people. But I wanted to share other people's stories, other people's stories of struggle, some of trauma, and give them the space to put it out there, but not let our past define our future. And so to show other people that our struggles will not overcome us. In fact, we will overcome our struggles. So that's a little bit about Celebrate the Struggle. And I really want to get more different perspectives from people on the home front. As I mentioned before, I am dying for more research on this. Um, parents of soldiers, um, children, siblings, you know, just your perspective to be able and educate enlighten other people on what uh, combat looks like on the home front. Because a lot of people don't really know. A lot of people think it's just like jumping at sounds. And that's not what it's about. It continues on for a lifetime. And so for me, Jennifer Hobbs, in addition to having Celebrate the Struggle uh, podcast, I am doing other things on the side. You can hook up with me for accountability on personal development and self-care or accountability on memoir writing. I have a framework called Found. I created it myself. Holy cow, creator of a framework. Found is what I created when I was trying to figure out how best I wanted to help veterans, and that was to help them help their families so that they their families could be equipped to best help them. And so Found is a framework of finding yourself, you know, like focusing on yourself knowing your triggers, knowing, you know, getting in the right headspace to be able to help someone before, oh, opening up those lines of communication with either a soldier or really just anyone in your life. This framework pertains to just life in general, opening up those conversations, finding what 
way is going to be best to communicate with who you're hoping to help. You is having those uncomfortable conversations, be ready for them, knowing like what to expect, how to respond, because sometimes you definitely can't expect stuff, knowing how to respond and then and using what you have learned through opening the conversations and having those, com- you know, uncomfortable chats, navigating the needs and is navigating needs and resources. There's so much out there. But that is the process of trying to help someone, right? And then D, you get to dedication to development, which continues on for a lifetime. And actually, we all live in the same, you know, this this place called life, where you can run into something where it takes you, boom, right back to F. You need to focus on yourself. And so it's not a framework where you start at the beginning, end at the end, and get a certificate. Yay, you're done. You're good. It is a framework that continues for a lifetime. And I could teach you more about it. Awesome. I love all the things that you are doing and how all of them are surrounded around helping other people and creating a space for all of them to be better within their own skin. And thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for this beautiful book and letting us know the exact reason behind the entire design and for honoring the the beautiful soul that um, all of your friends were that you lost on this deployment. Uh, I'm extremely blessed that you were chosen, you and your husband both were chosen to come home because I believe we were all chosen to come home and uh, from the places that we were at. I'm so extremely blessed to have met you, Jennifer, and to be able to call you a friend and somebody that I know that we will continue to have many conversations. And guys, make sure that you come back each week and watch us either live or on the podcast right here on Facebook. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the latest episode. Head to our website to catch the issue of the Author's Porch magazine. Alexa's talking to me. (laughs) I forgot to unplug her. I do this every once in a while. If you're going to submit an article, Alexa, cancel. (laughs) She actually started playing music this time awkward yeah um if you're going to submit an article ask for your book to be recommended or ask for a book review make sure that you get those in on our website before the first of march which is our deadline for the april 4th issue we want to continue making authors dreams come true by providing them a platform to shine was we will see you guys next time and if you appreciate conversations like we do and want to become a better speaker visit our friends brendan and bomzy at mastertalk.ca where they teach you how to use the power of your voice don't forget stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from third day coffee seguin the best cup of coffee on this side of heaven that's at third day coffee seguin Until next time, my friends, I'm CJ. This is Jennifer. Make sure you go read her book and write on. Bye, Jennifer. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Author's Forge is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.